WMNF is accepting volunteer applications to be part of our on-air team. And welcome. This is Latinx. Welcome, welcome to the Soul Kitchen and Design, your resident chef, Big Eddie G. Join your favorite voices on 88.5 FM, WMNF.org, and our HD channels. If you've always dreamed of being on the radio, I would love to be on the radio. Now's your chance. Join your listening-supported radio station, WMNF. Apply under the programming tab at WMNF.org. MNF Tampa 88.5 FM Community Conscious Radio.
are tuned to WMF Radio 88.5 FM. This is Sunday morning program called the Sunday Forum. And, of course, this is an opportunity for you to call in and talk and write in and talk about what's happening in your world, in our world, and how we're, what we're going to do about it. And, of course, we're coming up on Halloween, and people are going to be uh, looking out for the kids in the streets, trick-or-treating, and looking out for the candy they're being served, and maybe come up with some other rituals to engage in this time around. Uh, of course, we're keeping a watch on the world, and... Also looking at what's happening around the state and in our neck of the woods, I do want to call your attention. By the way, my name is Patro Mavili, and uh, this is the Sunday Forum, and Walter L. Smith II is coming your way. But in the meantime, I want to draw your attention to the case of Leonard Cure. Leonard Cure was freed from a Florida prison after 16 years in prison. And his life took a tragic turn because he was shot and killed by a Georgia deputy after spending all of those years in prison only to get out to get shot by a deputy over a traffic stop. Uh, It looks like back in Camden County in Georgia, the sheriff's deputy shot and killed, cured. As I said, during a traffic stop, he was on his way home from visiting his mom in Port Port St. Lucie. His family says that he was live streaming the interaction when he died but the footage was deleted they don't know who is responsible but uh the hire, the family has hired the civil rights attorney benjamin crump so you know brother crump's on the job we're gonna get some answers we're gonna get some community to know about what is happening what has happened but this whole idea of wrongfully wrongful convictions and the fact that you spend so many years in prison only to be exonerated and then to get out in your life of course still takes a tragic turn that is a life of a young black a young black man in America still here in 2023 and I know that we all have uh, stories of this sort where the police, uh, seem to get involved when they're least needed and do the most. And when you need them to be involved, they don't show up. You know, as the old song says, 911 is a joke in your town. Uh, but it seems like we never seem to die over something incredibly uh, dangerous that's going on. It's usually something very, very simple that snuffs the life of a black man out in the United States still to this day. Uh, But the story of Leonard Cure is a cautionary tale. And uh, it's really a a story about the lack of justice in the country that acts as if it's got the best system in the world. And as you know, we still have a long way to go on ever since the death of George Floyd. It's almost as if the last thing they want to talk about is George Floyd's humanity and our humanity constantly comes under fire uh, at the hands of uh, police and extrajudicial killings and all throughout this system. So maybe we could talk a little bit more about 
that, the idea of exonerations, uh, and uh, just how many people are still stuck away, locked away in this nation's prisons, and especially in these southern states, and especially a state like Florida. Uh, what kind of justice is not being meted out in this state? But we got to keep uh, our hearts open for the family of Leonard Cure. Um, but, you know, the story can be read. The statement comes from uh, this. The family has put out a statement about what has happened and uh, through Crump. Let's just say he's a well-known civil rights and personal injury attorney. And uh, he previously represented the families of Trayvon Martin and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, among others, announced that he was representing the Cures family and demanded the release of this footage that was he was live streaming. Um, so, Leonard Cure, we're going to keep our eyes out and our ears open for more news about what is happening in that case. Uh, but down in Broward County, he was exonerated in 2020, followed plea deals and rejected them all. But he was maintaining his innocence all these years. Um, the Broward County attorneys, state attorney's office brought his case before a judge in 2020. And that's when he was finally free. And for a few years after his release, he struggled with severe PTSD, according to Benjamin Crump, and he would rarely talk about his time in prison. But one morning, his mom said he was making, she was making him breakfast and he broke down and he cried. That guess, you know, it all comes flooding out. You want to talk to somebody about what your experience has been. I'm sure that the prison has really, uh, really made, made a, an impact on his mind and on his spirit. Uh, but we'll be keeping an eye out on more information about the Cure family and around this killing. But he, as I said, he was in prison for 16 years and then gets out and goes to Georgia. And he's killed over a traffic stop. And the live streaming footage has disappeared. Uh, but we're also going to talk about what is happening in the world and what your feelings about it here on the Sunday Forum. And, of course, we want to hear from you, and uh, as we always do every Sunday. And we want to invite you to join a discussion about what is happening in the world and what is happening culturally, politically in this, in this world. So you can call us, 813-239-9663 is the number to call. Uh, certainly there is a lot of catching up to do. Uh, we know that there is a, a kinetic war, a hot war going on between Israel and Hamas uh, to this, you know, still after the October 7th attacks. Uh, but that was so much promise for the Middle East before October 7th. You know, President Joe Biden had made a, a, a lot of inroads in bringing greater stability to the region and getting U.S. troops out, which is what a lot of players on the ground want to see. They want to see U.S. troops out, and we have been, you know, pushing troops in there ever since the Gulf War back in 1991 and that war against Saddam Hussein in Kuwait and uh, goes on 
through the night uh the 2001 attacks on the World Trade Center that gives the then Bush 2 administration the idea that they could go to war in Iraq even further directly in Iraq uh but first we go to war in Afghanistan we fill up the prisons at Guantanamo Bay Cuba all in the name of fighting the war on terror uh but it has not created any greater stability in the region in, of the Middle East. Uh, but as President Joe Biden comes into office, we're, you know, of course, President Barack Obama was trying to draw down the war in Iraq and get U.S. troops out of there. And one of the first acts of President Joe Biden's administration was to draw down U.S. presence in Afghanistan. And there was a, an attempt to bring greater relations between Saudi Arabia or get Saudi Arabia to lead Arab states, uh, a sort of peace process of all Arab states with, with Israel. Uh, there was a, a planned economic corridor with uh, India to, great, to get greater access economically in the region. And all of this was to pivot Joe Biden wanted to pivot to Asia and sort of get our footprint out of the Middle East. But then October 7th happens when Hamas invades, uh, attacks Israel, uh, peaceful people at a outside concert. Uh, this is a highly sophisticated, highly militarized attack that occurred on October the 7th by Hamas on Israel. And you know that that equipment had to be financed by someone. Uh, eyes turned to Iran, but Iran says that it didn't plan or give financial support and material support for this particular October 7th action. And come to find out there has been some cryptocurrency uh, financing of uh, through Hamas, even though that was a huge mistake because it made Hamas vulnerable. Um, all of their transactions, if it's cryptocurrency, is logged somewhere. So governments actually find it easier to investigate cryptocurrency financing because there's so much information that is stored. All transactions are stored. So Hamas has been telling donors not to use cryptocurrency anymore because this is, it has the opposite effect if, you want to, if you're trying to hide from legal banking government eyes. Don't use cryptocurrency. So it has been a little easier to investigate where they've getting a lot of this financing, uh, but it, it has really changed the Middle East after October 7th because whatever pivot to Asia that was planned and whatever detente was planned between Arab states and Israel, uh, that is all pretty much uh, a wrap on that for now because we're in this kinetic war. We're in this hot war. So it's going to be interesting to see how the world pulls out of this. But, you know, 
at the end of the day, I think the world is pretty tired of this constant cycle of violence between the in the Middle East and the idea of getting our hands and our footprints away from there is should be a continued uh, strategy for the United States because the longer we're there, the, the, the easier it is to exploit the issues that are neglected, such as the Palestinian state or the three-state solution or the two-state solution or even the one-state solution between Israel and Palestine and other Arab states. So uh, we're going to keep our eyes out for what is happening internationally, especially in the Middle East and what our agenda should and will be going forward after all of this. But right now, the situation is is totally hot. But we're going to Take your telephone calls and invite you to write us. You could write me at dj at wmnf.org because I know that there's a lot that is happening in the world that you want to weigh in on as we go forward here on the Sunday Forum. This is the Sunday Forum, your Sunday public affairs program, and I just want to talk to you about what has been happening in the world and how you feel we're going to go forward in the face of all of this. And how are you feeling about what is happening? 813-239-9663 is the number to call if you want to join a discussion here on the Sunday Forum. I'm here to take your telephone calls. 813-239-9663. I'm going to go and see what you, the community, have to add, have to say about what is happening. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum here on your community radio station. Yeah, bro. Yes, sir. Hello. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is going to sound kind of harsh, man, but at the same time, it's kind of about the only thing I can think of that would liberate this world to go on and to be in the paradise it's supposed to be. These people that are doing this stuff to us and causing all these difficulties should be have the same thing done to them. It's like a mass annihilation of the predators to the point where they cannot control the people anymore with all the crap they've been doing to us ever since the beginning of the industrial age. The situation is that they're not going to change, and it sounds terrible, but to annihilate them would be the only chance of them not regrouping and coming back and doing the same thing to us over and over again. And I apologize for the harshness of these statements, but... Yeah, it's harsh, and I don't know how that how it pushes society forward. I mean, because to me, that just sounds like mutual assured destruction. Well, you know, it's kind of the same right now. The mutual destruction is slow on one side, and uh, it's still continuing, and will be continuing. Like, look at the state of the world. We're going to destroy the atmosphere we need to live these people who are doing all of these things to pollute everything, to take everything for themselves, to put people on the, the street looking for shade up by warehouses to keep out of the heat and the bushes and everything else that people are slowly being driven into with the rich having everything and the poor people slowly being driven into annihilation. Yeah, but you, you, me. That's the way I feel about it. I mean, I probably a lot of people will go with them, but to get rid of them is 
is the only hope that we have. Well, I just think that you're not going to get rid of all of them. And plus, the the biggest fear they have is losing everything. So I think uh, embarking upon a plan of redistribution of wealth (laughs) and economic justice is a more worthwhile and how long Agenda. did that last? I mean, because they would turn right around, slowly started again, and then it was... That may be out. true, but that doesn't mean that revolution is a one-time event. I mean, it just means that we have to stay vigilant and recognize that inequality cannot stand. It, it won't well, stand. Man, I, I hate to say it, but it has not happened yet. And the reason yeah, but you don't have enough room to bury everybody. Okay, what you're saying doesn't mean it's, it's a it's a solution. You don't have the the mass graves to bury them all because it's not going to be a solution. You you kill them all, and then you you still have the same problem. You have another generation waiting to rise up and and continue the inequality. I agree with that, but I mean it hasn't worked so far. I mean we've been trying so hard to. There's been a lot of change. I mean, the idea is, do we? What do we do to, to maintain that progress? You know what I'm saying? There's been a lot. We've we've seen worse. We, our previous generations, forefathers, have been through a a lot worse. So you know, we can make things better without making things worse ourselves. But thank you for your call. We got more callers coming in. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. This is a Sunday Forum caller. What is your view of the state of the world? Hi, uh, I'm Robin. Hey, Robin. Uh, a mailman <laughs> here in St. Pete. Um, I just wanted to touch on on that last call. Um, mm-hmm. Mutually assured destruction is is clearly not <laughs> going to be the answer. Uh, any amount of destruction is not the answer, really. Um, I think you know we should look at you know rule number two: Thou shalt not kill. I mean that's clear, and clearly a lot of problems are being caused because of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that that something that that looks like more of a solution to me has to do with love and unity and unity amongst the people who are being oppressed because the people in power who are doing the oppressing are trying to divide the people who are being oppressed as much as possible. And if they can unify, then the destruction is assured already, but it doesn't have to be by violence. Mm -hmm. It will simply be by overwhelming numbers. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it's all about love, man. That's 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 my take. Yeah, you know, I, you may be right because that's that's you know how people will recognize each other's humanity. Yeah, and the, the inhumanity that's going on, especially in places like Palestine right now, it's as simple. It's so simple as love thy neighbor. They are not loving thy neighbors. Yeah. They are not at all. They they are killing. They are just breaking the simplest rules, the the simple basic rules that we've been given, it, and it's so clear. And and they act like it's this complex issue. I'm like, it's literally as simple as treat people with love and respect. Right. I guess that's yeah. that's what keeps us from having a nuclear exchange because we know that you too can be impacted by such an exchange. So that's what keeps us from doing it. Exactly. Hey, thank you for your call. Love is the answer. Thank you for your call. Yes. Have a good day. You too. 813-239-9663. This is a forum. This is the Sunday Forum here on WMNF Radio. That's member-supported, non-commercial FM radio. Go ahead, caller. You say what about the state of the world? Well, first of all, I say that 
your show continues to be the only show where this kind of topic would be allowed. And I'm talking about including all the national progressive talk shows. They won't even go this deep. And you continue to impress me. Hey, thank you. Let me also ask you, I'm afraid that Walter has been kidnapped by the white nationalist front. <laughs> okay, well, I hope not. I'm well, looking at him. <laughs> he was driving in. So, Walter, if you hear this, please send up your special bat signal to let us all know that you're alive. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Is he there? He's right here. <laughs> See, I only started listening 10 minutes ago. When the guy who was talking about let's kill each other, and then I didn't hear Walter's voice. So, Walter, thank God. I am, you know, I was actually weeping. I was weeping on hold. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad you were. I'm this glad you were there. I'm glad you were there. For you, Walter. <laughs> no, I don't think they got me. They're they, they, they going to have a harder time getting me than that. <laughs> I mean, you look pretty formidable. Uh, they'd have to spend, <laughs> like, their elites, like Matt Gates and, and Anna Polina Luna. <laughs> Speaking of Anna Polina Luna, you know, she's our congressional rep over here in Pinellas. Mm. And um, she's about as hard right as they come. And when the new House Speaker, Mr. Fascist Boy, um, was announced, and it was pointed out by Democrats on the House floor that he was one of the main people pushing the illegal overturn of the election. She screamed mm -hmm. out, damn right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I would say to her, Anna, you got the first word right, damned. <laughs> now, now, look, that dovetails with this topic. Look, you guys, you look at, you look at the, there's, in incredible overlap of evolutionary science and religion and to look at the human the problem of humans all religions state that humans are born wrong as some of them call it original sin um others you know don't judge it that way even buddhism says a human is born selfish and needy and greedy and self-absorbed and ignorant and helpless and weak and frightened unless you train them away from their normal impulses which are seen in other primates then they will not be good people hmm. so the first problem of humans is we're not born good we're born the way babies are you have to train people to be able to get along to have the capacity of love forgiveness patience kindness and to not have the capacity for rapacious greediness um, I'll do whatever I want when I want, which is Trump's whole motto, etc. Then if you multiply each human's own, for better, lack of a better word, sins, and I'm not talking about the sins that the Christian nationalists talk about, which are not really sins at all, such as loving the person you, you want to love or not having a baby if you've been raped, um, the sins of, that all humans have. If you, if, if you have 8.5 billion creatures, each one born without their own permission, involuntarily entered into this world like the planet is a slave ship, and then it, when, as they grow up, they're told, you either follow the rules, obey the identity that we gave you, including a tag called a name, or else, you know, you're not going to get by. And then the humans grow up and they're like, oh my God. 
it's like in that great movie They Live, where Rowdy Roddy Piper explains to his co-star that, oh no, it's the co-star who explains, in life, they put you on the starting line with all the other people and say, now you compete against all these people and see if you can climb up the ladder of success and get a comfortable life, because if you can't, you're on a planet that is not really... It's the most hospitable planet in the solar system for us, obviously, the only one. But it's not very hospitable across the breadth of the planet, so humans are struggling just to survive, and in struggling just to survive, they have to destroy the planet, the biosphere, the life support systems. So the state of the world right now, um, well, if this was a spaceship, then uh, the engineer, like on Star Trek, would be screaming at Captain Kirk, the life support systems are dying. The spaceship is way too crowded. The crew has no proper training. They don't get along with each other. And the spaceship is not really the most hospitable spaceship in the world anyway. And so that's the state of our condition. Now, what can we do about that? One thing is for sure, all of the religions also say, you have to be the change you want to see. So that caller's idea that we should turn to violence and eradicating those we disagree with and who disagree with us. I mean, I think the Jews in Germany um, under Hitler probably, well, they were trying to kill Hitler and, and the Nazis. But killing just makes more killing, and then we end up where we are today. So I don't know if there is an answer, but the main thing that most people who really contemplate it resort to is just hammer down on your own spiritual development, your own integrity, character, behavior, and try and be as good a person as you can be, and do not focus on all the evil people, or else you'll become evil yourself. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know about, you know, I know the Christians have long said that we're all born bad, but, you know, I, I see children are fine until they're corrupted by, you know, the racist parents are the older folks, you know, they, you. they on, have a sense of on, fairness and all of that. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with you on issues such that they have to be taught things like racism, tribalism, uh, political. Yes. But the things that don't have to be taught to humans are because it's the state of a baby is self-absorbed, helpless, afraid, needy. And unless you, unless you train people out of that, and they have the strength of, you know, even including their, you know, the, the physical strength that they were given by the gestation process and the parents' health, then people become incapable of dealing with the real world. And then when they, they be, as they find that they're not capable, they lash out at others. And when I talk to a lot of Trumpers and MAGA heads, what I see is a lot of hatred of others. But when you look at them, these most of them are not physically healthy. They don't have great marriages. They haven't built great bonds with their children or families or the community. Many of them love money and do all of the other sins that the Bible and other religions talk about. And then when they're all disgruntled and mad, at the Republicans and the other propagandists teach them that the world would be perfect if you could just get rid of the immigrants, the blacks, the progressives, the liberals, the hippies, the LGBTQ. So it's all a big syndrome, and I'm just afraid for all of us. Good point. So that's Very where I'm point. at, and I hope other callers have a more hopeful message. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you guys, and there is a club forming called Old White Men for Walter and Mabili. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> well okay. thank you very much. We appreciate that. <laughs> Old white man for Walter. Yeah, how about that? I feel comfortable now. <laughs> I feel comfortable. Thank you very much. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, brother? Pretty good, pretty good. All right, all right. I'm a little disappointed about Colorado, but that's all right. That's all right. We'll move on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but I digress. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this week has been, the past couple of weeks have been enormously, not not necessarily overwhelming, um, but it has been, let's just, let's just put it this way, it's been terribly tragic, terribly tragic, both domestically and abroad. Domestically, we've seen more killing. Abroad, we're seeing more killing. And what bothers me more than anything is that we have children that are coming into this world. Children that are growing up in a society where they are not guided by their parents, but by a computer screen, a cell phone, and misguided by misguided by computer systems or by systems that tell them it's okay to, like, what do you call it, Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, listen to the kids talk about this all the time, and they're like, you know... But even beyond GTA the games, I mean, it's just straight-up propagandizing. You know? Exactly. And I was, I was getting to that point. Yeah, okay. it's like... No, no, you're, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And, and, and the... It's that the propaganda and the propaganda that we're seeing is not good. It's not good. The the references that we make to ourselves. I listened to it all last weekend, all this weekend. Remind me of a time. Well, I say remind, but remind me of history books. And, and does it does remind me of a time because there was a time in our lifetimes, and it has been and still is a time where we're referred to as animals, because or subhuman because we're Africans. Uh, just as you hear uh, Palestinians being referred to as animals. Yeah. The whole dehumanization process. The, the, yeah. Right. It, there's a pattern. There's a pattern. There's a pattern. And if you watch it closely, you 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 pray. It's like it's like watching boys in the hood, right? <laughs> and and you know Ricky's gonna get shot. Mm-hmm. You know Ricky's gonna die. Mm-hmm. 
But no matter what happens, when Ricky turns around after seeing that shotgun point out the window, when Ricky turns around, you're saying, run, Ricky, run. That's right. Right? No matter what happens. And you know what's going to happen. Just once. Just once. Just once. I would like to see where Ricky doesn't get shot. I would like to see where our people are thriving, where humans are thriving because it, because we, we want to help each other to thrive. What is this thing that says that there's no room for you here? Why? What re what reason what reason do there's no the earth is not overpopulated. It's not. Yeah, it, it has to be the capitalist worldview. The idea that, you know, I need it all. You know, it's this competitive nature that, you know, I get mine, you have to struggle to get yours, and we're not gonna share this earth, we're not gonna share profits, we're not gonna share resources or goods or anything you know if you can afford it it's yours otherwise you know you do without right right and that the the idea that i could that 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 one night i'm be sitting down eating dinner that, that there was a time in my in, in in our history that we could sit down and be eating dinner or sleep in our home and a white man could kick our door in at any time and snatch one of my brothers or my sister or my father, any one of us in our family, and drag us outside and kill us with impunity. It's very, disturbing. It would be very disturbing That's if disturbing. that happened. <laughs> that is disturbing. In this day and age. And, and the fact that the fact that you can that that people can live in a society where they can they give you an ultimatum that says you got to get the hell about this out this building we're gonna push it over we're gonna demolish it but why would you want to demolish it at all why we're living here we live here rightfully we live here I, I, this is listen man. You know, and that she got to build a better building for all of us. Right here, right, <laughs> right, and to make laws that make it impossible to survive. Do, do, I mean, and we live in these societies. We live in a society right now where people are doing that in our own governments and abroad. What what reason? What reason do we have? To stop somebody from being able to make a living to put food on the table for their kids. Just basic, come on, man. Yeah. You know, why why can't you put on a rental cap? Why would you even want to raise the rent like that? Mm -hmm. What reason do you have to do that? What reason do you, I'm just looking at across the board, the, the worlds, we, we talk about people being born a certain way and the evils and things like that that they learn. Who, why? What reason 
is there for that? You yeah. know? Why would you take it away? If you're a government, why would you take it away? Why would you <laughs> want to do that? Because, and we do have, you're saying that there are people in our own government that doesn't care and will gleefully do these things. This is what we talk gleefully. about. Every time we talk about the farm bill, for instance, you know, <sighs> people seems to lose, especially if the Republicans control the House, people lose money out of their pockets out of, their, out of out of the baby's mouth they lose food out of baby's mouths because they reduce food stamps you know they make it much more difficult for people to have the things that they need especially if we're supposed to be a society based on need but you know there are people who are in the Republican party who are constantly talking about cutting this and cutting that for austerity reasons as if the government's broke. But they never talk about cutting their salaries. They never talk about, you know, cutting down on or raising. You know, you have one, you know, you have President Joe Biden talk about raising taxes on those who are making more than $400,000 a year. And, you know, the party that makes it easier to take food out of babes' mouths every time we pass a farm bill makes oh, it harder man. to take, <laughs> you know, to get the rich to pay their fair share. You know, so Why we would you do that? keep going back and forth on this. Why would you do that? And, and, and okay, so so let's let's look at something historically. <laughs> George Washington Carver. Yeah, the black farmer inventor. I call him the father of sustainability. Mm -hmm. The true father of sustainability. I mean, you're talking about a man who took, who, who made a laboratory out of a junkyard. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> the culture of making do. Yeah. Got to make it happen. <laughs> and taught generations. I knew, I knew two people who were actually students of his in my lifetime. Um, and... You know, I think about the Dust Bowl. Yeah. The fact that we, as a country, were an agrarian society for a time, right? Yeah. Um, th this, of course, is post, is you know, it's 1920s, 1930s, and so forth, at this particular point. But, you know, you're looking at the Dust Bowl situation, and you look at what he did to save American agriculture right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay and so and, and and by by doing so actually saved our economy oh yeah okay what reason do we have then to turn around take that and corrupted in a way corrupted period but even to corrupt it in a way that now you know a segment of farmers both native and black cannot or, or have a difficult time producing at the same level as any white farmer White farmers have enough difficult time, but they have access. Mm -hmm. The lack of access for black farmers, the lack of access for native farmers has been 
uh, has been a, a lack that has has been detrimental to this nation and its economy. It has been. When we look at what's happening abroad in other countries and the contribution that we have made to their systems of survival changing, thus really jeopardizing their economy and their self-sustainability because the people have not been trained to function in that way. They only know to grow these particular crops. They only know to fish for these particular type of, or this, this to fish in this way. They know this. But now here you come with a new thing and you want to wipe out the fishing and put in car, car factories or um, where, where people haven't been trained to manage you, right? They're trained to work the operation line, but they're not trained mm-hmm. to manage. Uh, you know, well, farming is, you know, you mentioned George Washington Carver because, you know, what he revolutionized was the soil depletion, uh, reversing that. Right. You know, because that's what was key, especially to poor farmers, poor that's black farmers. That's what was farmers. causing the dust bowl. Mm-hmm. So it was causing the dust bowl. And, and, and what's, what's, you know, what's, what's detestable about that situation? Is that when he went to the to to the fair, to the uh, 4-H club fair, to introduce this upon invitation, because he was black, because he was black, they did not believe that he was Doctor George Washington Carver, and they did not believe that he was the one who came up with this solution. Yeah, they prejudged him. So they we prejudged get to him. prejudice. <laughs> right, right. And that's devastating to a society. Very devastating to a society. And we can never operate at our optimum potential ever until we begin to stop this type of activity. The violence that we're seeing right now, our children, you know, we want to guard our children from it, but, you know, it's now it's life. It is, it is what it is at this point, right? Um, so we have to educate them, and, and, and this is the worst part of all, we have to educate them on how to survive in this world. Like I like 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 I, I I cannot tell you how many times a tear has rolled down my eye for having to educate my son on how not to get killed. And 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 the fear that I have of sending him off to college. Yeah, it's scary, but you you gotta let it go. <laughs> you gotta let him grow. That is something that, that is a fear, that is a fear, man, that that parents, any parent with their salt would have, but especially that a black parent would have. 
and the fact that that we even have to have that conversation, the fact that I have to have that fear, the fact that that I that that he witnessed this firsthand with me on two different occasions. Thank God the officer, the officers in those particular situations were decent officers. Right. That they that they were looking at what we were doing to the point that they would say, hey man, take it easy. Take it easy. I, I'm I'm not I'm not here for that. I'm not that I'm not that kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? Why would you have to tell me that? Right. Why can't I expect that? Right, right. That's what we've been calling for. That's what that's that why can't I expect that? Why can't people around the world why can't why and 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 this and truth be told, despite despite anything else, despite its history, despite its very bad history in Israel, why can it not be that the best intention for the people that live there across the board be afforded to the people that to, to those people? I don't understand it. Yeah, so you know, somebody always benefits from war. So you have to first ask the question, who benefits? Because as I said at the top, there was this agenda of peace. There was this agenda of economic corridor for India, uh, getting our troops out of the way, making certain that, you know, there's some detente between the Arab states and Israel and all of that has been thrown out under Sunday, you know, under the bus. Because of what happened on October 7th. So somebody benefits, you know. And we know Russia and China is going to step into any vacuum that has been created. While the West is 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 distracted or busy trying to put out fires all over the Middle East. So, right. right. Uh, who benefits is always the question for me. You know, Unbelievable, somebody man. had people have been writing. And uh, one person has written saying... Good day to us, and uh, it says sign him up for the old men for Walter Mobile Club. <laughs> but he also goes on to say that uh, let's pray for world peace, but we're not ignorant that will actually never happen. He says he's going to try to show love, understanding, and compassion to the very small circle compared to the entire earth. And yeah, I'm a world traveler, we interact with love, so hopefully. That, that comes from Winter Haven, Bruce out of Winter Haven. Uh, more people are writing. You can write us at dj at wnf.org here on the Sunday Forum. And uh, the people are writing. Truly appreciate the intelligence topic, intelligent topics, perspectives, discussions from the show host. Capitalism and greed oppose sustainability, opposes sustainability. Our economic model is this. More and more people consuming more and more of our world as fast as possible with no thought of conservation, restraint, limits, or concern for non-human species and habitats. We are ruining the only living planet we sure exists. And also, Walter, there's been some news about Mosaic this yes, past week. There has been. There has been. Your fears have come true. I don't know how many times I got to say it, man. I don't know how many times I got to say it before people start paying attention to what to, to what I'm saying. Yeah. Twenty, I'm, I'm you know I'm 50 years old, bro. Half spent, I've literally spent half my life 
trying to get people to understand what's happening around them. This is serious. Well, even it, a voice in the wilderness gets heard so often. Man, you know, I don't know. I, I just, honestly, I pray for, I pray for peace, man. Um, but there's some, there's some dirty individuals out there. Some dirty individuals out there. Lack of a better word. Yeah, for lack of a better, <laughs> much better word. Um, it's now 8.58, after yeah. you know, in, in the Sunday morning. Um, we have two calls that are here. We've got to get ready for the NPR break. But I we, we had I had to say it, folks. I had to say it. You know, um, and these calls just came in. So um, please bear with us uh, for the break. Uh, we will be back here on the Sunday Forum. Uh, call in 813-239-9663. Again, the callers, please hold tight uh, for after the NPR break, which will be happening in the next um, minute and a half. Okay? So we'll be right back here on the Sunday Forum. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, along with my man Mobili, right here on 88.5 FM, Tampa. WMNF Tampa, 88.5. 